Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Text to speech is the future, particularly for those who really, truly cannot be bothered to go down and get their microphones to record these pre-podcast messages. If I, the creator of this show, cannot be bothered to do the minimal amount of effort to get this done professionally, I truly have no idea why I would expect others to do the effort of subscribing to my Patreon, and yet here we are. Subscribe at patreon.com slash matthewdonald for bonus content every month where we talk about pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. This month we will have two bonus episodes, that's right, two. One about the Valley of Guanji, a classic stop-motion extravaganza featuring dinosaurs and cowboys, and the video game Ratchet and Clank. Tools of Destruction, which has a level with alien dinosaurs in it, which is pretty neat I reckon. The reason there's two this month is not because I was feeling generous, but because I couldn't release last month's in time. I'm truly a professional. Link is in the description for where you can sign up. Why do I do this? Roar, growl, snarl, bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that, like the fart of an apatosaurus, stinks and blows. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was very unexpected. Uh, I don't know why. It's perfectly on brand for this show. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by someone who clearly does not know the humor of the show, despite being here from literally episode one. Uh, it's CC Eilert. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How about you? I am pretty good. So I I had a thought when I was listening to an episode that we had done before. Just one. Some, look, sometimes those are rare. <laughs> own, so who knows? Uh, ch- cherish the, when I have them, you know. But I had a thought when listening to an episode I did. We talk about like if there was any uh, dinosaur that you would want to withstand the burp of. You think you could withstand the burp of? And I made I and we were talking about like how we didn't want it to be a meat eater because of the mm. uh, stuff. But then I thought came up with an interesting observation. <laughs> An, an interesting scientific inquiry, I guess, about the whole thing. I would rather the burps of a carnivore are worse, but in terms of a herbivore, it's the farts. 
Oh, really? I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, bunnies can't even. I don't think bunnies fart. But I'm just gonna look like think about all the the fiber they're eating, you know, and and or like the plants and other stuff, and I'll also like think of like what spinach does to you or like. Oh, I totally disagree. I think that carnivores have much worse poop. Like oh. a dog or a cat, their oh, poop really? is way stinkier. Like oh, a, no. I, like, I, like a bunny's poop is like nothing. What about like the the, the long-necked dinosaurs that gobble up rocks and they help digest in the gut, you know? just. But would that make it stinky? According to Walking with Dinosaurs, yes. They oh. produce a lot of gas that way. Oh, that's my theory. It seems like you disagree. We'll have a we'll have a scientific discussion on it at some point and come to a conclusion. There you go. Okay, well, we'll have to <laughs> Which, get some sa- some specimens. My my <laughs> hypothesis is that carnivore burps are worse, but herbivore farts are worse. Mm, so okay. I think herbivore burps are fine and carnivore farts are fine. Well, not fun. They're still bad. Both are still bad, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> but, You're like, mm. <laughs> Oh no! I saw this. Oh, was it Nigel Marvin? One of those, uh, you know, those not biology people with, like getting the poop. Like, mm, there's fruit. It's sweet. And I'm like, oh, no, God. it's not. It's poop. Stop lying. It's like when they see, like, they get those weird centipedes, like going like this, like, oh, oh. it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, I'm like, no, centipedes. it's not. Oh. Get it? You love nature and animals, but shut up. <laughs> I do too, but no, some things can be ugly and gross. It's got and too they, many legs. Too many squirming just... legs. Yeah. Plus, centipedes are carnivores, too. Centipedes are so much worse than millipedes. That's what Jake's always like, oh, let the centipedes stay. They'll eat all the other bugs in our house. And I'm like... (laughs) I hate it when people say that. When people are like, let's keep this big, gross, nasty bug in here because it eats all the little bugs. I'm like, so what you're saying is I should replace the little bugs with this big, gross bug. I'd rather have no bugs, thank you. Also, this is how people in the past have gotten into a lot of trouble. Yes. <laughs> They're like, oh, use this to eradicate this, and now the latter thing is the problem. Yes, and now we have an excess <laughs> of giant gross bugs. Did we not learn our lesson? No. Yeah, never. We never. And then learned. they just keep eating each other until there's one even bigger one. Oh, no, the boss one. <laughs> I, had a, I had a terrible thought the other day oh, when, I was God. Like, when there was a spider in my apartment, and I left to get the fly swatter, and, and the spider was kind of close-ish, not not that close, but on the same vicinity of the area of my cockatiel Lyra's cage. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no, what if by the time I get back, I come back and Lyra's gone and then there's just a really big spider. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. That's nightmare fuel. Yeah. Oh, Don't God. do that to yourself. Ugh, anyways. Yeah. Let's talk about something else, shall we? <laughs> Let's talk about Rabdodon. What a smooth transition. I love it. Yeah. Wrapped it on. Wrapped it on. It it means fluted tooth. You know what that means? Because I don't. I have no idea. Does it like have the little holes in it where you blow? <laughs> Sounds like just cavities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, type. Uh, it's a wrapped on earthopod, kind of like you know the Transylvanian was before, but this one's the namesake. Mm. Size is twenty feet slash six meters long, so quite a bit bigger than yeah Transylvanian Six hundred and sixty pounds or three hundred kilograms. Yeah, it's a big mama. Yep. Diet herbivore. It is from the late Cretaceous, 70 to 66 million years ago, just like Transylvanosaurus, so deja vu for both. It was in France, Spain, and potentially a few other places in Europe. It was described in 1869. Pop culture appearances, apparently it's in Land Before Time 5. I don't know how. Someone would look at this uh, generic dinosaur and be like, oh, it's a raptodon. But um, the documentary Dinosaur Planet. And the always dependable preschool series Dinosaur Train. God Aww. bless you, pre-K CGI. So keep featuring those obscure critters. Yay. Okay. So last time we talked about di- island uh, insular dwarfism. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about insular gigantism. 
which just does not seem like it makes sense. It be, so while insular dwarfism or island dwarfism is when an animal that's bigger or, or random, uh, sort of a bigger-ish size goes to an island, there's lesser resources and so it gets smaller over time to, as it evolves to deal with the lesser resources. Island gigantism is when a creature that is either the, the same size or slightly smaller goes to an island, realizes there's no competition, mm. and then gets bigger. This usually happens on bigger islands, though. Yeah. And that's what happened with Ravdodon. Oh. Now, Ravdodon on its own is it's not as big as, like, the big iguanodons of the day, but it's big for its family. It's by far the biggest of its family. Wow. Of the Ravdodontids. Quit picking on it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. The I... biggest of its family. We don't fat shame here. Well, actually, it might not even be the biggest of its family. So, like, Muttaburosaurus is a Ravdodontid. I think it was bigger. Uh, that was from Australia. It's just big boned. It is just big boned. But now I'm going to make fun of it for not being the biggest of its family. Like, ha! You can do better. <laughs> Come on. Keep eating. <laughs> it's like that scene in Matilda with the kid to force the kid to oh, eat the cake. Oh God, that's like childhood trauma for oh, sure, right there. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as bad for me as the closet full of nails. Yeah, that's the part that scared me the most. I think the food freaked me out more for sure. But do you know that movie was directed by Danny DeVito? Was it really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. An easy detail to, it's like, It's one of those overlook. movies that I loved as a kid. I loved it so much. Like, oh, what a whimsical, light children's movie. And I got older. I was like, why did I watch this? Oh, it's pretty, like, messed up, for sure. It's like, what is wrong with people? I know sometimes people think that modern-day movies are a bit too sanitized. But I say, you know what? Good. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, the debate, right? Yeah, like, kids don't need that. <laughs> I mean, sometimes kids should be a little scared, I guess, in a healthy way. Yeah. But, but I don't know. Anyways, you got a lot to say on this one. So. Oh, gosh, yeah. I've got, like, an entire uh, Mainly about the Discoverer, I guess. Cause, yeah. Like, so, there, really, there wasn't a ton um, to say about it. It was one of the keystone prey species in Europe, which, as I have to do in every episode, it bring it around to a bunny of course it did i uh, mean look i mean it's way bigger than even your famous neurologus rex yes but... pretty big for like a prey animal oh like, yeah well geez. it's bigger than a cow you know but like um um but it's yeah it's pretty big and it has to deal with like a lot of predators like variraptor and um and pyroraptor and tarascosaurus and other creatures that I'm sure you've heard of and are well aware of. Yeah, I'm an expert on all of those. Yeah. Yep. Allo, uh, there's sort of crocodiles like Allodompasuchus. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that was fun because that, that one was mentioned in um, Dinosaur Planet. And uh, that was the narrated by Christian Slater. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and he's like, the way he says Allodompasuchus is very cool. <laughs> so... They do call this one Iguanodon in that, rather than Raptodon, but it's pretty much a Raptodon because Iguanodon was not this late in the Cretaceous period. How dare they? I know. How dare they, indeed. <laughs> well, speaking of pronunciations, I had to look up the pronunciation of the island it lives on. Oh, yes. Hotseg? Hotseg, yes. H-A-T-E-G. It's that- an island that is not an island anymore. <laughs> it's just a mountain now. Oh, wow. I think, or a series of mountains, anyways. Well, I guess it was about the same size as Ireland, or Ireland. Uh, same size island as Ireland. It's the same size as Ireland. Was <laughs> the same? Was it the same Ireland. size island as Iceland or Ireland or just Ireland? Or I? I think just Ireland. Ah, uh, but isn't Ireland not an island? Isn't it connected to Scotland? Wait, no. The UK listeners have all left now at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
it exists. God save the queen. <laughs> right. Well, no, it's God save the king now. Uh, not for long, though. Look at well, he doesn't have long. <laughs> yeah. Okay, United Kingdom. Hold on. This is not related. It, keep going. I'm like anyway. So the island was the same size as Ireland. Existed okay. 70 million years ago. Oh, that's right. Northern Ireland is part of the United Kingdom. Then South Island is its own thing. Sorry, continue. That's okay. <laughs> uh, it consisted of river systems and dry floodplains. The climate was subtropic with a wet and dry season. Yep. Um, pterosaurs were the top predator- predators on the island, which yes, yes, uh, like the Hatsuck Doctrix, which we'll get to. Um, with sauropods, who are island dwarfs, and theropods, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Like the Balu? What Balu? did you find here? I've never heard of this. <laughs> you did some research, man. <laughs> as well as the uh, Ornithischian? Ornithischians, yes. How do you pronounce Ornithischians that? are the bird are the bird-hipped dinosaurs. Okay. Uh, ornith- so, like, all dinosaurs that... It's very confusing, because there's bird-hipped and lizard-hipped, which are Sorishians. Uh Guess which one birds evolved from? Definitely not the bird one. No, that'd be too easy. <laughs> it's the lizard-hipped ones. Sorishians. <laughs> and that, you know, that also means that, technically, birds, modern-day birds, since they're still classified as dinosaurs, are therefore still classified as Sorishians... Which means birds are lizard-hipped dinosaurs. What? Ah! I love it, actually. No, I hate it. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. You're embracing the chaos. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I can be a creator of chaos. So yeah, I it makes go sense. It. I'm not gonna lie though. Like I really went off. On yeah, the you guy. discovered it was discovered some baron that you have a hole. Yeah, this this was like a whole black hole that I just went into. Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> it was discovered by Baron Franz Napschka. Um, von Felso, and I cannot pronounce his last S- name. It's Siraz. Franz Napschka von Future Siraz. Yes. A Hungarian aristocrat who is credited as one of the pioneering scientists of paleobiology. I thought you could say the pioneering scientist of paleobites at first. Okay. I could have. <laughs> um, and who has uh, first described the theory of insular dwarfism. Which, which we, we talked have talked about. about. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, he was born in 1877 in what is now Transylvania, Romania. A good year, 1877. Um, that was right? the year that marks the 100-year anniversary, but the other direction of when Star Wars came out. I was going to say, did they make a good vintage of wine in 1877? Oh, they probably did. Yeah. <laughs> probably still drink it now. That costs like $1,000 just to pour it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Cheval Blanc. <laughs> so at the time, that was part of Hungary and was part of actually france was part of the hungry hungarian oh there's nothing i love more (laughs) than late 19th century and early 20th century european politics it was a mess (laughs) (laughs) i mean this guy just got all over the place but uh it looks like his sister ilona discovered dinosaur bones on their estate in 1895 nice uh france showed these to his professor edward seuss who encouraged him to study them Okay. Um, this guy, he lived a very interesting life, Mr. though. Mr. Baron Franz. Yes, Franz Napska. Uh, he once was held hostage while in, on an expedition. What? Uh, it's like, the- you give us your dinosaur <laughs> bones, or we'll take your wife. <laughs> I guess he didn't want the bones. He wanted uh, 10,000 Turkish pounds for his release. I mean, look, that's probably more valuable, as much as I love dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, while on a mission for the Austro-Hungarian government, uh, he yeah, the was... Oh, the old Austro-Hungarian Empire collapsed in World War One with the Central Powers. So I guess Franz was the first documented plane hijacker. Like, what? Yeah, during the First <laughs> World War. Uh, it resulted in him being stripped of his entire estate and all his possessions. Including which, all of his fossils. Uh, oh, not the fossils. Not the fossils. 
Not the Rabdodons. I guess to try to cover for his debts, he sold his entire fossil collection to the National History Museum of London, which is impressive. They didn't actually steal something. They actually bought something. Wow, that is yeah. impressive. Well, that's from a fellow European country. Yeah, so. true. It's not colonial, so. I guess after that, he began to struggle with illness. And in the end, he first shot his partner, a man named. Oh, wow. I said his wife earlier, but no, uh, he, he was. Bayazid Almasdota. Okay. Um, yes. Said... Um, France was LGBTQ+. Nice. I said his wife and I was misinformed. That was me falling victim to heteronormative standards. I apologize. But you learn and you do I better. did learn. Yes. Um, after he slipped sleeping powder into Dota's tea, um, saying in his suicide note that he didn't want to leave him penny penniless and sick, which is why he poisoned him. Okay. Look, if you're going to, if you're going to kill yourself, don't bring other people down. Yeah, kind of. Um, I don't like this Franz guy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He lived a life, Matt. He lived a life. Uh, He wrote a suicide note explaining his nervous breakdown and reasoning for his decision and turned the gun on himself. Oh, God. Um, Wait, so he shot. He poisoned his his partner. partner, but shot himself. I, from what I understand, being poisoned, depending on what you're being poisoned with, can be a very miserable way to die. Yeah, do it the other way around. Okay, look, I'm not advocating. <laughs> Do for, not kill your partner. For killing your partner yourself. But if you must kill your partner and yourself, give your partner the quicker death. Yeah. Because they're not the ones asking for this. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe he just went to sleep. Maybe Dota just went to sleep. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. It's your choice, so you have to deal with the pain. Also, like, maybe don't murder people at all. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> that's probably good too. Hot take here from Paleobites, but don't murder people. Uh, We're not a pro murder podcast. No, although I'm a huge true crime fan, like do not create more true crime. <laughs> <laughs> but but do in a way so I get to listen to more content for my podcast, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can just do a fresh take on an old story, you know. That's true. Well, there's only so many ways you can talk about Jack the Ripper. Or... Yeah, that's true. All right, anyways, sorry, continue. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. During his life, he fell in love with all things Albanian, mm. uh, going so far as to write in his diary that he would one day be the king of the country. Look, you know, sometimes goals <laughs> are having goals is a good thing, as, it, but as long as they're attainable. He's just all over the place, and I kind of love it. Like, uh, I'm here for it. Uh, if I was <laughs> said I want to be the king of Italy now, as would you believe me? I could do it. No. No, I couldn't. Why? No. I would think you're a weirdo. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that already? That's already really. I not... would think you're even more of a weirdo. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> okay. um, pretty cool. He was the first to put like flesh onto bones, so to speak, of dinosaurs. Ooh. The whole, uh, what was it, uh, skin wrapping thing? Like, what, mm. what, what was it called? What was it called? What is it called? Why? Something wrapping. Shrink wrapping. Mm-mm. The whole shrink wrapping thing we can blame on him. I don't know. I mean, at least he was putting some flesh on. Yeah. We don't know exactly how much. Yeah, it could have um, been a lot of flesh. could have been a big, beefy boy. Yeah. I guess while other people were still, like, assembling bones, he was examining physiology and conceptualizing behavior, which mm. was just light years ahead of um, other people. He was known as the father of paleobiology, which we Ooh. mentioned at the beginning. Once again, I thought you were going to say the father of paleobites. Paleobites, the father of paleobites. That's me, damn it. <laughs> He's not going to take the title of king of Albania and creator of this podcast. Matt Donald, the all-father of paleobites. Yes, that's me, the Odin of paleobites. <laughs> All right, continue. Um, He theorized that birds developed from ground-dwelling dinosaurs. <gasps> yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, he also concluded that many of the reptiles during the Mesozoic era, era were warm-blooded, um, which is now a wildly, widely held modern scientific yes. belief. Yes, uh, most of the one and, and some of the bigger ones might have been like 
mesothermic, like halfway, mm. because they would otherwise it would have overheated just from their sheer size. Oh wow! Huh. Like one of, one of the things, like because like the new Jurassic World movie Dominion, uh, it um, showed a lot of dinosaurs in snow, and some of them didn't have feathers, like the Parasaurolophus and stuff. And some people were like, how are they staying warm? Like how are, without insulation? Like it's it's really called gigantothermy, where you get warm just by being big. I do not have, I have the opposite problem. Yeah, you get too cold. Yeah, you from being small. An, you have microthermy, <laughs> yes. micro antithermy. I love it. <laughs> micro, what's the opposite? What's thermy but cold? Except I know cold is just the opposite of heat. So, micro athermy. There you go. Okay. We're just making up words over here. Micro. Every word is made up. That's true. We're so, just coming up with new words. Yes, we're like words. we're like Shakespeare or Doctor Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, um, his theory on insular dwarfism as a result of limited resources found on an island that reduced the size of animals over generations, aka Thailand rule, right. is also widely accepted. Cool. Um, I honestly just loved uh, learning about this guy. Like yes. he was totally new to me before I researched the episode. Same and to I was me like, too. Franz Napka. Yeah. Salute you. Early, early gay icon. But even though you also killed your husband. Plane hijacker. Plane hijacker. Yeah. First plane hijacker. Uh, what are you called? Kidnapped. He was a victim of being kidnapped. I mean, that is pretty cool. I mean, he has a lot of titles. That is pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be known as the first plane hijacker. No. <laughs> no. I read that and I was like, oh, shit. I guess somebody has to be the first. Fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, after all that, let's rate Raptodon, I guess. And uh, we got to rate France. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and France. <laughs> all right. One, all right. One out of 65 million. Raptodon gets 20 million from me. France gets like 55. Yeah, he's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except for the fact that he killed his partner. So, yeah. yeah, a little bit controversial. Yeah. Like, I mean, but... I was like, oh, I don't want him to suffer. He just wanted to be dead. All right. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at Matt D. Matthew Donald Creator Converge. And if questions any of the co-host, you can find me on social media at Matthew Donald Creator on Facebook and Matthew Donald 64 on Twitter and Matthew Donald 64 on Instagram. You can also find me at Paleobites um, at, at Paleobites Pod and, uh, on Twitter and Paleobites Podcast on Instagram and Paleobites Paleo Podcast at gmail.com for email. So I'm getting better at it. I think. You'll get there. One of these days. <laughs> I also have a book series on Amazon about dinosaurs. Megazelk available for print and Kindle. According to my notes I have here so far about the cataloging all the dinosaurs I use, there's no Rad the Dawn, but I only got the first two cataloged so far, so mm. there's a lot more to come. I used way too many creatures in this. I might have gone a bit overboard. Uh, you know what a Lythronax is? Absolutely not. Do you know what a Lusotitan is? You probably could read the entire list. Do you know what a Volcanodon is? You got Sebecus, Tyrannotitan, Cryolophosaurus, <laughs> Gorgosaurus. Yeah, I'll just stop you when we get to one that I know. Irritator. I oh, yeah, I've heard of that one before. Oh, yeah. Astrodon. No. Sylvisaurus. Argentinosaurus. Maybe. Yeah, I think I've told you about that one before. Uh, Alphadon. Mm-mm. Triceratops. I mean, come on. Uh, Microraptor. That's <laughs> hey. the one. With, that's the one with the goth chick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that one rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, Sukumimus. Yep. It, what you know, Sukumimus? Yeah, I've heard of that before. I'm so proud. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, that's it for this week. It's the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Uh, Cece, no Sukumimus. Rejoice. Wee. All right. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.